And I think the thing about being in the entrepreneurial world is that you have to believe in yourself more than your partner, more than your coach, more than anybody. You have to believe in you, even on the tough days, even on the difficult days. And that first couple of years will always be your toughest. Yeah. So for those of you who are struggling right now, I want to say, hang on in there. Hello, beautiful souls. Today's episode is so, so good. And before we jump in, I have some exciting news to share. If you've ever wondered where you're blocking money, this is for you. I've created a free quiz to diagnose your money wounds so you can heal them and unblock yourself to receive more money. Just go to moneywoundsquiz.com and answer six quick questions to get your insanely accurate and potent results. And if you're loving my vibe and want to work one-on-one to call in more feminine energy wealth, I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on social media or go to emilywilcox.com to learn more. Hey, hey, I've got such a juicy episode for you today. Quickly before we dive in, many of you have reached out to ask how we can work together. And I do have limited openings to work with me via one-on-one private coaching inside the Rise Mastermind. And I've actually even opened up a few spots for human design readings. So if you're ready to step into feminine energy wealth, this is for you. If you're serious about ditching those old limiting beliefs, you're tired of having to hustle to grow your business and income, and you're ready to attract more money, joy, and ease from feminine energy, this is for you. If you're tired of being in control all the time and feeling the pressure of your business and your household, then this is for you. If you want to be relaxed and work in life, but don't know how without all the balls dropping, then this is for you. So head to Instagram or Facebook and send me a DM, or you can click the link in the show notes. Take the action now that your future self will thank you for. Welcome back to the M Makes Money show. I am so excited today because I have the gorgeous Susie Ashworth here, and she is a mom of three beautiful humans, a seven-figure serial entrepreneur, a Hay House author, an international keynote speaker, and a quantum transformation and embodiment coach and a believer in miracles. She is among a tiny percentage of black female entrepreneurs to hit the 1 million pound per year annual revenue mark. And she helps her clients achieve the same. Susie, welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like my bio needs to be updated to multiple seven figures. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I know our bios are so interesting because it's like, as we go through these identity upgrades, we kind of outgrow them. So yeah, that revenue amount is feeling small now. How incredible is that? (laughs) I wouldn't say small, but it definitely feels good (laughs) to know that, yeah, we've done it more than once now. That feels amazing. Actually, Mm -hmm. I feel very, very grateful, very, very blessed. And yeah, looking forward to doing it again. Yes, absolutely. So I'm really excited to learn just like more about your story and how you got into this line of work. Yeah. So uh, now I call myself a quantum transformation and embodiment coach, but how I started actually was through hypnobirthing. 
And before that, I was in media sales. So I was in advertising sales for 13 years. And when I had my first child or got pregnant with my first child, I wanted to be able to say to him, you can do anything that you want. Like Mm -hmm. the life is yours. You can do anything you want. And when I looked around at what I was doing, I knew that I wasn't doing anything that I wanted. I would, I had something, but it wasn't the thing. And so it took me until I got pregnant with my second to say, okay, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And so I left my company and I retrained as a hypnotherapist, a psychotherapist and a hypnobirthing practitioner. Mm -hmm. And that is really where my entrepreneurial journey started eight, nearly nine years ago. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And there are so many parallels. I did hypno babies, which is very similar to hypno birthing with both of my kiddos. And I too, after having my first was like, okay, time to play bigger, but didn't actually leave corporate America until after I had my second. Yeah. (laughs) because you have the thought and then you get the maternity and then you feel like you've got to go back and then all of a sudden you're pregnant again and then and then it's like no you could just carry on doing this and I think the thing is when you have kids you're like I don't want to be paid to pay for childcare to spend no time with my children in a job that is kind of mildly fulfilling that doesn't make any sense at all yeah so the fact that often at least for me my salary was good but not good when you have to pay out for two lots of childcare. right so it didn't make financial sense and it didn't make sense to my heart and so that was a very good when I left I wasn't dreaming about making millions I was just dreaming about my life making sense and finding something that felt more fulfilling so I really am grateful for the kids for that amongst many other things, but I wouldn't have left if it wasn't for them. I don't think. Yeah. I totally hear that. Like they're talk about something that reprioritizes your life in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you left corporate America, you were working as a hypnobirthing professional, a trained hypnotist and therapist. How did that evolve into the work that you're doing today? So I started off, I had an idea. I did a program called B-School, which is run by Marie Folio. And that program was quite life-changing for me because I knew nothing about online marketing. I knew nothing about the online world. And within three weeks of being in that course, I had thought of an idea to create a hypnobirthing program that was online. So there were mm. there were courses like hypno babies that were like, I don't know, like CDs and things, but there was nothing that was actually an online school. And mm. so I had this idea and I approached a friend and said, I've had this idea. Are you interested in going in on it with me? And she said, yes. And so we created the world's first video-based hypnobirthing program called the Calm Birth School. And I loved it, but in the birth world, people are obsessed by birth. They're obsessed by babies, birth, vaginas, breastfeeding, like all of the things. And I was like into it, but I wasn't obsessed by it. What I was obsessed by was the marketing. 
what I was obsessed by was the business building, the brand building, the messaging. And that's what my head was stuck in. And because the Calm Birth School took off very well in the UK, other birth professionals were asking, like, how did you do that? And so I was like, well, I'll show you. And so I started mentoring birth professionals. And the two things that I took really from hypnobirthing was first of all, you've got to have a vision. You've got to know what you want and then you need the tools. And so for me, the mindset, like what's the vision, what do you want? And then the messaging, that was the foundation. They were the tools. If you can master your message, then you can enroll people in what it is that you're doing. And if you know where you want to take them, you know, the sky's the limit. So that's how it started mentoring birth professionals and has just kind of grown from there. Yeah. That's super interesting. And I love that you had, you know, the insight and the the self-reflection to say like, actually it's the business building that I really love. And I'll tell you, I spent a little time on your website, just getting in the Susie vibes before this recording. And man, I can see it. Like your website is so great. I love the messaging. It's like super fun and playful, but it also hooks you in and it's very magnetizing. So thank you. Yeah. So did you ever go through the phase of like charging nothing (laughs) or (laughs) nearly nothing for what you did? Or was it like, okay, I made this much in corporate America. This is the number that I like need to make to take care of my babies. So I got a charge. No. So it's really interesting because the way that I teach people now in business, I did the opposite. So we started off with the Calm Birth School. It was a 97 pound product and it was, you know, one-off sales. We weren't getting repeat business. We were getting referrals, but no repeat business. And for the first year... Well, for my first year in business, I earned minus 14,000 pounds because I was investing, investing, investing and not earning enough. The second year in business, and I have to say, it took me a year of like, I will earn 5,000 pounds. I will earn 5,000 pounds. And this is 5,000 pounds a month. That was my dream. And I still have like your passwords. My passwords are often like my money goals. Yeah. And my Vimeo account is like one of the oldest accounts that I have. And that password still remains 5,000 pounds per month. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm never going to change that one because it reminds me that that used to be the goal. And it was really, you know, I talk about this with my clients. I used to get up very early in the morning before my kids would be up because they were both sleepers And I would walk around my local park and I would just shout affirmations at the top of my voice. Like, you will be a best-selling author. You will do this. You will earn 5,000. And it would make me laugh because every now and again, there was a hospital quite close to where I lived and there would be people on the night shift on their bikes, like cycling and all of a sudden we'd like come face to face and they must have been like, what the heck is, who is this? Who is this person? And I'd be like, oh, but, like crazy homeless lady wandering yeah. park, shouting things. <laughs> but I was getting it into my body. So much of what I do and believe in now is about anchoring those beliefs into your bones. And I didn't realize that's what I was doing at the time. But that is, I was anchoring in the belief into myself. So, yes, 
that was the time really when I didn't charge very much. And my first programs, I remember having a launch where I made £4,000 off my first program, which was called the Baby Business School. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This, like, I just, I thought, wow, I've made a course by myself about business and people have bought it. Wow. Yeah. My first mastermind, I charged £500 for three months and we did a VIP day in person at the end. And I'm like, when I think about that now, but I needed to do that then. Those programs, those courses, they gave me the confidence to know that I knew what I was talking about. Yes. So uh, it was in alignment for where I was. Yeah, I totally hear that. And, And it's really fun to like still tap into that gratitude. I feel like I've been celebrating my $222 sales as much as I've celebrated $18,000 days. 100%. It's so funny. I was thinking there was somebody in our mastermind saying, oh, I didn't get any, I didn't get paid for two days in a row. And I thought, and I looked at my two days and I'd been paid £133 on one day and £133 on the next day. And I celebrated both of those payments. Yeah. And the month before I'd got paid zero on both of those days. And I was like, mm. Ooh, that is so, so good. Last month I wasn't receiving on those days and this month I am receiving. And next month, maybe I get to receive even more. It doesn't really matter, but I absolutely, we celebrate the small things, the small things become bigger things all of the time. Yeah. Okay. And before we fast forward too much on your story, the first year where you made negative 14,000 pounds, had you kind of put together a cushion of savings, knowing that you wanted to leave your day job? Was your partner kind of helping float the bills? Like, what did that look like? Cause I know that people will be curious if they're in the same boat of wanting to leave their yeah. day job, but like, how is this going to work? So I started retraining whilst I was on maternity leave. And so my company that I worked for had quite a good maternity package. So for you people in the States, it's not so juicy, but in the UK, you kind of get nine months worth of pay. It's not full pay, but that money was super helpful Mm. in uh, that first year. And essentially that is what I lived off of. And then my ex-partner, he was... He wasn't an assistant head teacher, but had he was like a, the head of year in teaching. So his money and my money supported that first year away from work. The okay. first year in business, actual business, was tough and it was scary. And I remember getting to Christmas. So I would have effectively been out of work for almost two years at this point, but running my business for a year. And getting to the Christmas and not knowing how I was going to pay for my share of the Christmas presents because his money was paying for the bills and the food. And him saying to me, like, do you not think that you should be seeing clients one-to-one? And I was really clear that I wasn't in alignment with that. And I was really like, no, I don't. And this was hypnobirthing clients at the time. No, I don't want to do that. It doesn't feel good. Like I really want to focus on the course, which is kind of fine in theory, except that we were selling a 97 pound product and it was a wee. So we were, (laughs) I wasn't even getting all of that money. We were splitting it. So it was really foolhardy, but for whatever reason, I had decided that 
what I was doing was going to work. And so I was very good at compartmentalizing. And I was very good at having the conversations with my partner from a place of, I know that this worries you and I understand, and I know that it looks completely crazy, but this is what my heart is telling me that I've got to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So you either, Denise Duffield Thomas says you're either on the train or off the train. At the time he was on the train and now we're on different trains, but (laughs) at the time it was hard. It was really hard. And I think the thing about being in the entrepreneurial world is that you have to believe in yourself more than your partner, more than your coach, more than anybody. You have to believe in you even on the tough days, even on the difficult days. And that first couple of years will always be your toughest. Yeah. So for those of you who are struggling right now, I want to say, hang on in there. Beautiful. Yes. And so was there a point in your business where you really felt like, ah, this is working, like it's really working. And I think this is actually going to provide for my family for the long term. Yeah. Actually, after I had my third child, Aluna, who is now five. And at that point in time, I was again, on maternity leave, but I was trying to squeeze the business into 12 hours a week. And my husband at that time was still working full time. And basically we had an agreement that if I could get to 10,000 pounds a month consistently over three months, then he would give up his job Mm. because At the time, he was doing 60, 70 hours a week, incredibly stressed, lots of anxiety. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. You hate your job. I love my job. I'm trying to squeeze everything into 12 hours. You're doing like, we should swap. I should be able to do full time and you look after our youngest. And it took longer for him to feel comfortable in letting go, but it was after I'd hit the consistent 10K months and he was like, okay, I'm ready to do it. And so he left and it was at that point, it was like, okay, like in for penny, in for a pound, let's do this. Mm. Yeah, that's really significant because that's not just, hey, this is going to work for me, but wow, now our whole family is... is, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For me... That pressure of this is on you now was very motivating for me. Mm. For some people, that will strangle you. But for me, that created expansion. It was like, okay, let's see what we can do. Yeah, Yeah. we've got some time now. Let's play with it. So it was good. And I'm curious, do you feel like you were pretty balanced in your masculine feminine energy at that time? Because I think for a lot of women like being the head of household, having the financial pressure and legitimately wanting to grow the business really yeah. throws you into major masculine energy. Major masculine energy. Yeah, totally. And it's only been, I would say in the last two years 
that I've really been focused on redressing that balance. But Mm. during that time, it was all guns blazing. I'm going to hustle. Like it was full on. Everything that I'd learned in the corporate world, I was applying like mindset wise, push, force, make it happen. All of that was what was fueling the growth of the business. Yeah. 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 It's like, just work harder. If I can accomplish this much in 12 hours, imagine what I could accomplish in 40 hours. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And what's interesting is as the numbers get bigger, it actually, you realize that it is impossible. You're like, if I earned 200,000 last year, I can't do double the amount of hours to make 400,000. Right. And so you have to start thinking differently once you get to certain numbers, because it literally becomes an impossible mathematical feat. So even the masculine brain is like, okay, there's something wrong with these matters. We need to think about this differently. Yeah. Totally. I'm so glad you brought that up because I talk about that in the context of the hard money wound, which is like, effort equals income. And it's like, we can get to a certain point with a hard money wound because we just hustle. Yeah, I did. Yeah, (laughs) but it's true. Then you get to a point where it's like, well, this does not make sense. The math doesn't work. Or even if it does work, it would mean giving up my entire life, my relationship with my kids, my partner and everything. Yeah, There has to be a different way. There has to be a different way. And for me we decided to go to Mexico and that really was a life-changing decision in so many respects. That was at the beginning of 2019 and I was really like, there's no way that I am going to go and spend a year in Mexico and the kids' memories be, oh, I did this with daddy, I did that with daddy, I did this with daddy, I did that with daddy, and me not be there because I was working all of the time. And so there was a real distinct, okay, 2019 is going to be very different in the way that I approach business. And also it really helped with the time difference because it meant that at six o'clock in the morning in Mexico, it was already 12 o'clock in the afternoon in the UK. And so there was almost a forced time barrier for me, like at Mm. two o'clock, the day was absolutely done. And that was super helpful in making me realize that it was absolutely possible to have more time and be in a higher level of receiving mode. Yeah, that's really interesting. So at that time, when you went to Mexico, what was the revenue in the business? Yeah, so 2018 was 469,000 pounds. And so when I give my numbers, it's all gross turnover. Yeah. So 469,000 pounds. Then we went to Mexico and 2019 was 420,000 pounds. And that kind of annoyed me. And it's really interesting because you might listen and be like, well, it's because you were working less. It's because you didn't do. So the way that my revenue had worked, it was minus 14,000 pounds and 125,000 pounds and 226, 469, and then 420. And so I had been used to, once I was on a roll, 
doubling my income. So 2019 should have been my seven figure year almost. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is that I wasn't mentally prepared to receive seven figures in 2019. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I had decided we're going to Mexico and it's not possible, but there was there was definitely a, a block. And I talk about the fact that I joined a millionaire mastermind three years prior to making my first million. And my goals for 2018 was 500,000. My goal for 2019 at the beginning of the year was probably a million, but honestly, it was still around the 500,000 mark. Mm. And so I had not decided that it was possible for me to work less and earn more. Yeah. And when I earned less than what I did in 2018, even though I had a magical year, even though we were chilling in Mexico, it pissed me off. And I decided that 2020 was going to be the year that I made a million. Mm. And that was the year that we went into lockdown and had a worldwide pandemic. (laughs) And that that was the year that I made a million, 1.2 million. So yeah, it was a switch in what I believed was possible for me. And then even though the circumstances in the world absolutely should never have supported me in that shift, I was ready for it. And so I received it. Yeah. I'm so glad that you shared that. It's really fascinating Mm -hmm. and really speaks to the places where, you know, we create limiting beliefs, right? Because if deep down you feel like, "Mm, I don't think I can relax in Mexico and double my business. Mm. Well, then you can't. Then you can't. No, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we spent the whole of pretty much the whole of 2020 away and I tripled my business and I wasn't working. I never worked less and earned more money in 2020. Yeah. In speaking to you and running in the circles that I run in, when you talk to seven figure earners, when you talk to eight figure earners, they all speak to this, Mm -hmm. right? Because they've all broken down the effort for income paradigm and moved into an impact for income paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would venture to say that you impacted way exponentially more people and had more impact on each of those people in 2020. Yeah. One million percent. And you know, what's interesting is that that is the way that I would talk about it. Like I want to make a million pounds worth of impact Mm. and and we're creating a seven figure impact. That's how I used to say it. Seven figure impact business. Yeah. And that's what it was about. And I feel that in 2020, especially my messaging change, I brought in so much more of the energetic work because I really looked at March happened the world stopped. My clients are in disarray. I just enrolled two programs and I was like, these predominantly women need me to have my shit together and they need to feel supported and they need to know that their businesses, they haven't just made the worst investment at the worst time and their businesses are going to fail. Never had more success in my years of coaching than that year, because I doubled down on what I really believed 
I knew in my heart that people needed, which was more energy, more mindset, um, uh, more understanding of the masculine and feminine. All of the work that I was doing on myself, I was bringing it to my clients and it was incredible. It was a life-changing year for so many amazing reasons. Yeah. And it's really cool. The number of stories that exist like that too, yeah. right? Where we decided we were going to do it. And so we did. And even though 2020 made no sense, yeah, it all completely worked because it was so transformational. We all experienced a collective traumatic event, yeah, which allows for so much radical and permanent change if we allow it. If we allow it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it would... I mean, who knows, but being in Mexico and having that lead up as well in Mexico, I had done so much healing, so much shamanic work. I had journeyed with plant medicine for the first time. There were so many people and things that shifted me. And it's also when I started doing more work with the quantum field, because up until that point, it had all been mindset which actually very, even in the wording, very masculine. How can yes. I think my way out of this? Yes. And when I did my quantum healing certification, it was how do we get out of the mind? How do we go beyond the mind? What is happening in the field? And having that spaciousness to know that I don't have to make the miracles happening. Happen. Right. They're happening all around me. I just get to align. I get to tune in. All of that made such, had a, such a profound change, um, um, profound impact on me. Yeah. And so 1.2 million was your gross revenue in 2020. Did you have some team on payroll at that time? Yeah. yeah. So uh, 2020 was the year that the team grew a lot so now we just had a team meeting on Monday and we have nine people. So we would have had between five to six people. Okay. And I would say that the most instrumental people on my team were my assistant and my then uh, online business manager. And we worked together for a year. She changed my life. She was the person who allowed me to work so much less, mm. like she took on so much of what I was doing. And when you get to that stage in business where you allow other people to support you, you always think to yourself, like, how did I do all of this? How did I do all of the PayPal links, all of the Stripe links, all of the lead pages, all of the thank you pages, all of the email? Like I was doing it. Like, no wonder I was in full on hustle mode for three, four years because I was literally doing everything. And then I allowed myself to be supported and oh, then we grew. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you bring up a great point too, because when people talk about like, I worked less and I made more money, it can sound really magical or it can yeah. sound like complete BS depending yes. on <laughs> how you receive it. But it's like, well, there's a very logical reason for it. Yeah, I had a team. That's right. <laughs> I know it's not magical unicorn dust. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, depending on your business model. So my business model is group coaching programs. And that's why I help people create, create, launch and sell your own transformational coaching program. If you are working one-to-one, -one, right. actually 
you can just choose to like I've had clients who have were doing calls every week and we change it to every other week and when they first started they were charging five thousand pounds for three months now they're charging forty thousand pounds for the year so with those people actually they literally are working less and they're earning more because they're giving themselves permission to charge more for their genius. Yes. So it is possible to do that. It just depends on your business model. Yeah, it's true. I completely agree. And I think talking about the energetics, which we brought up, when you hire a team, it's like you're doing physically less work, but you're doing more inner work because in order to receive, in order to step into leadership, in order to lean back and watch it be done differently than you would do it, like, It's all hard work. It's just inner work instead of the building of the lead pages and the sending of the links and the doing all of the things you were doing before. You're also managing all of their energies. Yes. You know, and everything that you enroll a client into, you're enrolling your team into, you're enrolling them into the vision because they become conduits for your energy. If they're blocked, you're blocked. Yeah. So there is a whole lot of, different work that is being done for sure yeah and where I am now I've just hired the equivalent of a COO she will take on a lot of that clearing and making sure that people are unblocked so I can step into a new level of visioning and strategizing and expansion for the brand which I can't do holding 14 other energies or nine other energies. Yeah. You're in a fun place and I can't wait to see how much you grow when this person is like truly in place as a leader, because for us, when we put an operations manager in Mm -hmm. place, because before it doesn't matter how many people on your team on your team, for the most part, they're all reporting up to you. Yes. And then the operations person becomes kind of a gatekeeper for your time Mm -hmm. and energy And they get to be the one to make sure that everything is playing well and problem solving between the people, between the roles. And yeah, it's like the most magical thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) I cannot wait. (laughs) So I feel like your business is going to go through another exponential transformation, but as it is, right. Are you on track for 2 million this year? Yeah, we have done uh, just over 1.5 million in cash and it might be 1.95 million in sales, which is just crazy. We did 1.8 million in sales last year. And I have a feeling, my feeling is, is that between now and the end of this year, which is going to be 2021, whenever you listen to this, Mm -hmm. we're planting so many incredible, I feel like 2022 is going to blow my mind. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, because the momentum continues to build. And so it's like, at the same time that you're receiving more cash, you're also just planting so many more seeds. You're reaching so many more women who may not buy until next year. Or whenever their aligned timing is, but the momentum is already in play. The momentum. And you know what? I like to say that we are the generator and the conduit. And with momentum, I picture it almost like just a big ball. And conversations like this build the momentum. 
And sometimes when I don't want to be in building mode, all I need to do is sit back, relax, and just allow the momentum to carry me. So I can either just be a channel for it or I can build it up. And I think that knowing that is just so helpful. Like nothing needs to be happening. My 133 pound days were like yesterday and the day before, but the energy that I hold is the energy that I hold, you know, and it's in that energy that the magic is being made. When you're early on in your business, like a 133 pound day or a zero pound day, it feels stressful. It feels like it's never going to happen. It feels like, oh, but what if it happens again the next day and the next day and the next? And it's like, no, that is not, you get to let go of that. And that is what I was very good at doing in the early days is not believing because on my spreadsheets, you know, I track my money every day on my spreadsheet. It was like, no, 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 97, no, 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 (laughs) you know, all of the days. And then uh, such a short time later, it's like 200,000 pound months. It's, incredible it gets to be like that for you and I think that the first two years it can feel like it's not going to happen but listen to these podcasts listen to these interviews and be inspired because we're not magical we're we're all magical and nobody's magical you know that that's it right absolutely yeah and you know with where your business is now where you're trending toward your first two million pound year I would love for you to just talk a little bit about what wealth feels like right now, where it still feels maybe a little sticky, Mm. because I think often we feel like I'm going to get to this certain number and I'm just going to feel insanely rich. Like why even make more money? I'm completely good. All of my money mindset problems (laughs) have been solved. So talk to me about how it feels for you. So wealth feels like being able to choose in a way that I've never been able to choose before. There are many, many things now that I get to enjoy and not worry about. And that feels really great. It feels really incredible when I took my kids on holiday for the first time on our own to be in the most beautiful villa, for them to be able to say, can I have these? swimming goggles and we'd be like yeah of course you know just yeah of course just yeah yeah, it's fine and there were times when it wasn't like that yeah there were many many times where it wasn't like that that feels like real wealth and I love that um where it feels sticky is that you're right. You can get to a certain number and everybody's number will be different. And there'll be a voice in your head that's like, well, why do you need any more? Like, why do you need to keep doing this? You could easily have an incredible life earning a million a year. Like, why do you need more? And the answer is, is that you don't need. And my expansion lies in knowing that it's okay not to need And it's okay, it's more than okay to live into my desires. And lots of the time, you know, I work with this on clients and I have to work with it on clients because obviously it's a reflection of where I am. It is that place of, can I be content and want more? And 
The answer is yes. Like to desire more is in our DNA. I believe that we are all individual expressions of source and source is the creator. Source is just creating, creating, creating. You look at nature and nature is just creating, creating, creating. It's not like I'm going to limit myself to the tree doesn't say I'm going to stop here. It just continues to grow. And expansion is growth. And for me, what I am learning and leaning into and what has been so helpful even in the last couple of months is expanding the vision. And so I used to talk about and still do, wanting to be part of a tidal wave of positive impact. Often people talk about the ripple effect. And for me, I don't want to be part of the ripple. I want to be part of the tidal wave. And where that's been expanded to is that the work that I do touches people who might never know my name. And that for me, whilst it might be true in some aspects now, that piece at the end feels so much bigger and that feels really juicy and exciting and that feels like that gets to be my story and so the number that I was playing around with at the beginning of the year is 10 million like I want to create an eight-figure business and when I put that in the context of that mission a tidal wave of positive impact that touches people who might not ever know my name that 10 million is a drop in the ocean And so that feels so expansive and juicy and exciting. And it's not about how much money I've got in my bank account. I know that I'm always going to be well looked after. I know that my family gets to be well looked after. But that money is representative of the story of creating impact that touches people on a global scale. And so 10 million, which might sound like a lot to some people for me is like, that's just the beginning. We haven't even got started at 10 million and I'm excited for that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you beautifully painted that picture. And I think it's very similar to what is it? Maslow's hierarchy of needs where often the amount that we think is what we need, it is a need, right? So it's the amount where we're thinking about our survival is taken care of, our safety is taken care of. And what you're painting a picture of is yes. And Um, once that happens, it actually opens up a huge world of possibility that's so much bigger than my needs and my bank account. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just to talk a little bit more on the sticky pieces, because you were very helpful with this for me. And I realized that in order for me to fulfill that eight figure company, one of the things that I have to let go of is being visible and allowing people to see my success. And there is the evil money wound and even at this level you know people will think oh if you're earning seven figures you don't have a money is evil wound and it was so funny like really just unpicking the uh, well why don't I want to feel visible in this way why don't I want to share about this part of my success why don't I want to celebrate this oh it's because I don't want to be seen as one of those disgustingly rich people who uh, are completely selfish and or completely up themselves or completely whatever it is I don't want to be seen as those people so I want to just keep myself below the radar I want to keep myself looking very humble I can 
spend on some things, but we don't want anybody to see it. That has to go in order for me to really step into that eight figure Susie with ease and grace without the push. So that's, you know, some of the stuff that I'm playing with right now. Yes. And thank you so much for sharing that because it's true. Like our money wounds stop shouting at us and they start whispering. Yeah. And so it's like, for you, it was just this little whisper of, it feels really good to drive an older vehicle. Yeah. (laughs) Can I actually book the nicest villa for vacation with my kids? It's not a business expense. Yeah. It's like the little whispers where you have to say like, hang on a second. Yeah. (laughs) What's really going on here? Exactly. I say it's the micro refinements. Yeah. Get to a stage where it's not like big, big old, very obvious money blocks. It's like the micro refinements will make all of the difference. Yeah. And I love that you're connecting that to your mission because it really is true. Like that 10 million is a quite a small amount in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And it can also feel big inside of our body when we're holding on to a fear of judgment and a fear of what it might mean about us to earn that. Yeah. And so it really is just these little refinements so that you can come into alignment with that vision. Yeah. Well, I'm like so excited and like honored to be on the journey with you. It's really fun. And I know that everyone listening is going to want to follow along and like stay connected with you as well. So can you talk to us about where you hang out on the internet and (laughs) where people can find you? Yes. So I mainly play in the Quantum Success Hub for Conscious Leaders over on Facebook, which is my free Facebook group. And then on Instagram, you can find me on Susie, S-U-Z-Y underscore Ashworth. And my website is susieashworth.com. Beautiful. And for everyone listening, if you want to take a screenshot as you're listening, tag Susie and I, let us know what your key revelations were what you took away from this conversation and go follow Susie. She's incredible. If you haven't already realized (laughs) she's got so much magnetism, she totally has the voice of a hypno birthing professional (laughs) and she's doing big things in the world. So Susie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a blast. Yes. All right. And we will come again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Changing the way we think, feel, and talk about money will change the world. I truly believe that. It starts with you tuning in and it spreads when you share this show on Instagram and Facebook and tag me at makes money. And you know what moves the needle the most? Taking just a minute to leave a five-star review on iTunes. This show isn't free to produce, so let's multiply those dollars invested to help this show reach a bigger audience each week. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. And lastly, if you want more connection, more M Makes Money style riffs, and a safe place on the internet to talk about money, jump into my free Facebook group, The Money Club. It's linked in the show notes. Until next time, I'm wishing you health, happiness, and boatloads of money.